Welcome to the K-Pop Cast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Stephanie, and today I'm joined by DJ P-Lo, along with some very special guests for an episode that's all about K-Pop and the Black Lives Matter movement. We'll get to our illustrious panel of guests a little later, but before that, P-Lo, I'm curious, what are your thoughts on all that's going on right now? Well, speaking for myself, as a non-Black K-pop fan, I want to be very supportive of Black Lives Matter. I want to be a part of the change, but I'm not sure what the best ways are to do that, especially if we're talking about being an ongoing, uh, sustained support after the next few weeks and months go by. I also know that it is not my Black friends' job to take on the extra labor of answering a million questions about racism, working through my ignorance and guilt on this matter. (laughs) That's right, Pilo. (laughs) Speaking for myself as as a black K-pop fan and really just a black person in this moment, it can get pretty exhausting having these same conversations over and over. Y'all know what I mean on the call. Um, So for this episode of the K-pop cast, we are lifting up fellow black voices in the K-pop fandom to speak about our experiences as fans, share our thoughts on BLM, and answer some of those deep burning questions that are on everyone's mind, really so that all of our black brothers and sisters don't have to. (laughs) So if somebody comes at you with some foolishness, hit them with this episode. Call it a day. Be like, we got you. And just knowing you, Stephanie, as well as our esteemed guests for this episode, I already know we're about to dive into some pretty intense, uh, uncomfortable subjects. And that's by design. We don't learn while we're in our comfort zone. So I'm all here for it. I'm personally very excited for what we're about to hear and get into uh, today from Black K-pop fans who are the under-recognized, under-appreciated bedrock of K-pop. So without further ado, let's introduce and get to know some of our guests. So join us for this episode. We welcome on Amari Turner from the 106 in Seoul, a Black K-pop podcast. Welcome, Amari. Hello, everybody. It's me. Uh, uh, I've been a K-pop fan for longer than I should should have been. Um, been a fan since Shiny debut and... Whoa. Those, I'm riding for my boys till the end. In addition to Omari, we are pleased to have the one and only Hallyu Young Ajuma content creator herself, Sarah L. What's up, everybody? It's your favorite Ajuma Young Ajuma here. Uh, I also go by Sarah L. And uh, yeah, uh, Michael Omari, I've been a K pop fan for a very long time. Uh, probably not as long as you have, but uh, <laughs> I got into it around 2010 by the way of K dramas, as a lot of us older folks do. And uh, yeah, thank you for having me. And last but not least, we've got Ashley. And Ashley, I'm going to need your help on um, make sure I'm pronouncing this correctly. Multifaceted ACG. Sounds about right. Okay, so, hey, y'all. <laughs> I'm Ashley, as he said, better known as Multifaceted ACG. And I've been a fan since 2012. I came in both by K drama and K pop right at the same time. So I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for joining us, Ashley. And, and you're also a entertainer and podcast host of an album a day one of the most insane things to ever do literally going through the modern discography of modern k-pop on a day-to-day basis we're in season three and we've got almost what 80 episodes already so yeah it's intense wow oh my gosh yep we're well. doing the lord's work <laughs> album a day wow you can't <laughs> What's up, bunnies? Tis I, your fairy godmother, a.k.a. Alex Reed, and you are listening to the K-Pop Cast. Thank you all for your time and expertise on this important issue. Um, We'll be (laughs) holding this chat in a panel format, so feel free to jump in uh, wherever you have a thought or a comment, and uh, let's follow the conversation where it goes. But think about it all in the context of K-Pop. So, first question. (laughs) Can opener. Um, While... Many have, and I apologize, that includes myself in this issue, um, have said that K-pop fans have been a powerful mobilizing force for Black Lives Matter. Where have they gone wrong? In what ways have K-pop fandoms previously silenced the views of Black voices? Mm. Mm. Like, where are they going wrong now or in the past or just all the time? Yes, I'll leave up. Okay, Omari, go for it. Well, I personally think to some extent it's been positive, but I think a lot of it has to deal with 
it's it's a little bit selfishness um i think it's coming from a place of like uh we need to like represent our fandom more so than actually caring about black lives matter um and then also Mm -hmm. trending hashtags that don't need to be trended like white lives matter and such oh my god i I woke up and saw that i was like are you serious k-pop fans get it together why yeah, like, should why? this be trend? Like, did you ask a single black person <laughs> if this was a good idea? No, I, I, I can answer that for you. No, okay. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. Do you understand how hashtags work? <laughs> I- <clears throat> just gonna trend it with some fan cams and keep it, you know, keep keep it moving. You just want to put your fan cam out there. That's cute and all, but like you know, it's white lives matter attached to it. <laughs> Beyond the the trending, I think one thing that has definitely been not as well thought out, and this is just reflective of of fandom culture, it's not exclusive to K-pop. When you are so big about whatever it is you're into, you want to see that it parallels with the same things that matter to you. So everyone who's like, well, you see, my group made a donation. My group did this. My group did that. First off, it's not your group. It's whatever label it belongs to. It's theirs. It's their property. It's their literal asset. We're just fans of it. But um, using that as a space to try to further validate that what you're focused on is important because it's important to a celebrity. uh, I don't think that's the best plan of action. Mm -hmm. You know, like I said in the beginning, I've been in this game a long time, mm-hmm. and I see things to where at this point, nothing really is shocking to me, which I don't know <laughs> if it's a good thing or not, but for example, because I know we're going to get into it, so why not do it now? The whole BTS uh, donating a million dollars to Black Lives Matter, and then how army was so excited about this and decided let's match our opas let's match our idols which i really don't like to say anymore i use the term artists more than idols but we'll get into that later um like ashley said it's the company you know like i'm sure maybe they do care to an extent but this is big hits doing you know Mm -hmm. not uh, BTS didn't walk in like this is what we're going to do and we're going to do it now you know? and it's frustrating because it seems like a lot of fans truly believe that when it's like yeah it's great that they're doing this but please don't misunderstand this is a business move okay mm-hmm. because they see especially coming behind always a business move sh- thank you you know it's like coming behind sugar's shenanigans they got to do something to save face so <laughs> bang, That's right. here it is you know so yeah I mean, I'm, I'm glad we got the money, but it's like let's let's be real here. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm gonna get so much hate. <laughs> I I have a, another one. Just yeah. a mm-hmm. challenge that we're still facing is the invalidation of what we're we're saying, and mm. that's that's exhausting if i'm telling you a b and c has happened and you're asking me for proof because we lend we live in the digital world of receipts and then i produce them and then you say well that can't be true because x y and z or i know someone who knows somebody who knows somebody where this didn't (laughs) happen you're discrediting my my individual experience so you're you're damned if you do by giving evidence of things that are occurring the doxing that we're experiencing the uh mass blocking that we're getting from people who are blatantly racist and prejudiced (laughs) that you don't even know Um, and then the other side of it is not having the evidence but supporting what's going on and, and still getting dragged no matter what it's it's really exhausting in that matter and we like to top it and say that it's you know the younger fans and whatnot but just the same as somebody can play you know, roll on social media. It's a lot of old people doing mm-hmm. this too. Yes. Oh, so yeah. that part is exhausting. No yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe we don't need to say names, but I think the the audience. This is probably new to them. What what you're referring to? What you're kind of mm. subtweeting? Um, mm-hmm. And I think we could use some examples, some more detail. Like what what kind of things are we seeing out there in the Twitterverse? <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> 
A perfect example would be when there's conversation that's constructive that's going on. And because you're frustrated with the response of one person who didn't come off derogatory or stereotypically in the way that you think black folks supposed to when we angry, neck roll and finger snap included, you go through their following and you block them. They're following, they're followings following, they're followings following. As oh, wait, that sounds familiar. What was, doesn't what, okay. it? Doesn't it? What was said specifically? Oh, do we need a tweet receipt? I think we do. <laughs> Give I think, me a I think, moment. I, you know, I, I think we all on this call know the exact conversation, <laughs> but folks listening might not. So let's read it out. You got it. Absolutely. Who's tweet receipt? Though? We should start with the original one. I I think because as someone who was pulled into this and had absolutely <laughs> no clue what originally happened, who the person was that blocked mm-hmm. me and why. Right. I, I mean, I heard about the reasoning later, um, which was insane. <laughs> but I don't want to get to her reasoning until we hear the original story. So I'll wait for Ashley because I'm still honestly like right i think a lot of us are confused and i've been wanting to show people too but i'm blocked so yeah exactly i am too so it's like what i'm blocked (laughs) as well however comma what you block on one thing your your lack of your awareness of how social media works is that you don't know i can access you on desktop hello so (laughs) the limitation you think you created as cute and precious as it is mutually aged adult um i just (laughs) My job in K-pop now is not an MV reactor, although I do entertain. I'm a historian. This is histrionics. Hence, therefore, I'll be holding on to it. So as soon as I pull it up, I'll gladly share that for your for your listening (laughs) pleasure. Well, I remember I um, I had retweeted a certain ethnographer and I said, um, they were talking about like why aren't K-pop idols talking about other topics such as like the Hong Kong protest and etc. And like why do they care about Black Lives Matter? And I tweeted out, it's because K-pop benefits from anti-blackness and black culture, and so do you, such and such. Literally everyone benefits from it. Anti-blackness and Black Lives Matter isn't just an American issue, it's a global issue. Why this conversation now? And then I got blocked and my entire follower list got blocked. Um, that's where it started. And just just by co- I'm sure it was a colorblind block, and yet hundreds of black people <laughs> <laughs> were caught up. I don't even see color. I didn't even check who. <laughs> I get because, you know, I'm always out here trying to play devil's advocate just so people can be aware of both sides of situations. But everybody's face, I'll say, you know, a good majority of people's actual face is their profile pic on Twitter. So for someone to say, I didn't even know. That these people were blocked. I was just, I didn't see any color. I was just blocking people. Hmm. That's, mm, mm, I have that's an interesting no, no. add into that because, oh, yeah. One of my white followers, um, well, one of our, one of 106's white followers, um, <laughs> messaged me saying that they weren't blocked. No. Yeah. Stop. I saw one of my followers who isn't blocked. And uh, just to add to the mystery of this exciting, bit of history the <laughs> tweets are gone now oh okay oh, oh, someone oh. has them archived of course oh i do but we just don't have the time <laughs> <my> love. <laughs> historian I archive all of my movements on social media because yes for one as i said it's for historical purposes but for two i'm a mouthpiece in this i didn't ask to be a person who was chosen for talking about cultural misappropriation and things of that sort i stepped in a gap and a whole mm-hmm. bunch of us have as well. So there's bound to be somebody 45 years from now who want to bring up when multi-faced Ted Asker <laughs> did something, and I'll be ready. It'll be fresh on my brain. But all of the all of the traces of it, all of the documentation of it, I'm on Twitter in my bookmarks and in my history. Mm-hmm. It's all gone. So we we just went over like one example, but I want to drive home that this is yeah. this is a pattern, especially yeah. among mm. uh, there. 
Okay, so at least from my experience as a K-pop fan, I get into the music, I get into the dramas, I get into the language, and then, of course, I want to learn more. So I look for who seem to be like thought leaders or journalists or academics in the space of like Korean history, Korean culture, so I could get that next level understanding. And so there is this this kind of class of elite uh, scholars, journalists, academics, whatever you want to call them, blue checks, verified people who, um, you know, claim (laughs) to know a lot about Korean and Asian culture and history. And they then gain a lot of K-pop fans in the process of, of building up their followings. And uh, coincidence? I think not. That a lot of them peddle in anti-blackness in their their analysis or their 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 historical analysis, their their posts, their blogs. Um, a lot of these folks are peddling this message, especially right now. They're tweeting out with their thought leader status to thousands mm-hmm. of people mm-hmm. that. The Black Lives Matter popularity at this moment is not deserved. It's not right. Doesn't sit well with me. You know, where was where was the outrage for my people's issue? But where we is the were. outrage for other issue? And but we it's were. really it's really harmful. You know, because a, a lot of the, the, these folks are held up as thought leaders, and so they're actively harming. The, the discourse and everybody who's online and, and fandom. Um, but then when they receive a critique <laughs> along the lines of, hey, anti-blackness exists and it's kind of there in your post, then the response we get is one that I think many of like, all of us are familiar with. The response is not to uh, productively engage in like, oh man, you know, let me look into that. It's Block, you're bullying me, you're abusing me, you're oppressing me, you're a monster, you're an animal, and I'm just, I'm I'm a victim here and I need to protect my mental health and you're bullying me and this, that, and the other. <laughs> um, it plays <laughs> out this familiar script. Um, we, we see it at work, we see it in our, our daily life, and then we come to K-pop to have fun and here it is again. Yeah. And my my biggest thing is if you're going to be in the opposition or in the in the same boat, whatever the case may be, go ahead and stand when it with both your feet. Don't 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 deflect and, and try to run from it. I don't understand why this person felt it was imperative to protect their tweets. You said what you said, and if you felt that you were justified in what you said to block yourself from it all there was so much that was said by this person four days ago in a tweet in a dm that they felt was so necessary for them to articulate their stance but if you no longer feel that way there's nothing wrong with correcting where you may yeah. have made a mistake there's no no yeah, harm it's not in a, that. a zero-sum game and and those who who like pitch it like that have an ulterior motive. Yeah. Right. They were never a supporter in the first place. And and I think like wading through who's who's an actual supporter, who's not, who's faking it is like the day to day experience of a, a black K pop fan. Hundred yeah. percent agree. <laughs> so I mean to to cut c- come out of that for a second, are there any Korean idols, rappers, companies who you think are walking the talk, doing it right? Down for the cause? Yes. Or like Tiger JK. Oh, love and Junk and Tiger. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, Tiger. I saw the faces like, wait, she jumped in a little too quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the only reason why I say that is because even before things that have happened in the past few weeks, he has been on social media advocating for things. And and not just Black Lives Matter and equality. He is just like, you know, I don't know what he's eating. But it's like he wakes up like, okay, what are we going to fight today? Injustice, boom. Slavery, boom. Um, <laughs> you know, inequality and, and all of this. And w- yes, just let me know what I don't know. Please, somebody just give me one thing so I can go and learn. And I honestly just love that about him because he is still to this day um, tweeting about things and not just about negative things. He's also trying to be very positive with things like, look, I love you guys, you know, love one another, hug each other and all this. I think it's really great. 
really rare because it seems like a lot of people, once they do their donations, once they put their black square, okay, mm. it's time to move on. You know, Not it's the been black a week. square. Oh, yeah, the black square. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and I get it. Like, I understand you don't have to be in everybody's face all the time you know i'm sure everybody's doing what they can when i say everyone i mean us we're all doing something we may not always be out there protesting but we're reading we're learning we're donating we're doing what we can so sometimes i feel like i should not expect people who are famous to constantly be in front of the camera doing things all the time however because I know so many people look to them for their next move. Like, I got to see what this group is doing or what this person is doing so I can do the same thing. I feel like they have to take that responsibility to say, look, you may not see me, but I'm still moving. I'm still making my moves. I'm still doing this. I'm still learning. Something simple like that. But you don't see it, really. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I yes. wish, like, it's it's been really cute with the black squares and the blackout Tuesday and the Black Lives Matter, the We Stand With You tweets. Um, but I'd like to see like actual like learning and unlearning because I don't think that's happening. Ooh. I think it's just, I think I think for some it's just PR moves because mm-hmm. like a, a lot of companies are making the same PR move, like not even just K-pop. It's like. Coca-Cola, Disney, um, they're all out of nowhere supporting Black Lives Matter uh, when before they were very silent. And now it's it seems like we have to do this or the girls are going to start talking. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I wish more learning and unlearning what does would that, go. What does that look like? Um, like learning about like different cultures um respectfully learning about their histories and like the things they've gone through um learning that you shouldn't be wearing bendies um learning <laughs> that you know uh, maybe cornrows aren't for you learning that you know uh, this is where your music comes from and uh, you, while you do appreciate it there's more to it than just you mm-hmm. listening to it all right so I, yeah i like how you connected it to cultural appropriation in k-pop and the music videos so it's just all connected right yeah mm-hmm. Ooh, they be out here and i'd be like <laughs> okay i mean I, I think after so many years of being in k-pop i expect it like i expect it like i just expect it to happen so it's kind of like when it happens i see everyone angry and i'm just like i understand why y'all are angry but i'm just kind of like over here just like okay it happened again like over it, it doesn't like, even phase me anymore like it is sad but like numb. it's just kind of like yeah. yeah it's like oh wow this person oh they have locks they have they have horrible locks oh like they have have their head braided um then they came online with an, an apple as an apology like great <laughs> i love apples too <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna start apologizing with Apple. See if that works for me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't fix much, but it's their their non blatant way of saying sorry. Cause sagua is the word for apology, and sagua also means apple. It means apple. Yeah. Yet and still, yeah. it don't fix anything. But I mean, I, it's something. It's right, something. right. So I, I, I want to <laughs> I want to stay on this this topic of like what what would be the real way for K-pop idols or or let let's be real the music labels who you know have the purse and the power um to show that they're really down for the cause or like whatever that means to to make repairs to to show that they're learning and unlearning well here's what like what would would there have to be changes to the industry or like how the label runs things yes okay like what yeah i mean everything will have to be changed everything down to the root almost to the brick and mortar of the building at this point Mm -hmm. because it's so seeped into this. But what I find interesting is how when they make a mistake not regarding cultural appropriation, they go into reflection and they reflect and they disappear. (laughs) We had the young man from 86 who was drunk driving and got caught. He's out the daggone group, okay? And it's just 
sometimes it's very yeah he's out numbing to me when things like this get such a strong reaction of of like i'm so sorry handwritten Mm. apologies on instagram and you know being gone out the group or you're not going to be in this comeback or whatever but then when we have something like blackface or the hair it's like sorry okay next you know and it's like tag oops <laughs> this is our culture you know you're, that you're taking and you can't even apologize properly you know you dress up and i know like sawa means um apology in korean but it's like to me it's just offhanded like mm, sorry like miyane whatever yeah <laughs> not you even know? the formal like right <laughs> so I can't even begin to say what they actually need to do, like steps. I just know that they need to make more of an effort in their apologies. Can we at least get a handwritten letter? I mean, gosh, we don't even get that half the time. That that's a good point. That right right now, we're, I'm I'm, th- I'm thinking in like tech industry lingo. We're not at parity <laughs> with you know what other what other interest groups are getting. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> And that that's that's a good first step. So I mean, in, in terms of yeah, I was gonna say Jayon gave K Nets an apology for going to eat Taiwan, but you know mm. that's important. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, heck yeah, that was important. Their comeback was like two days after. <laughs> you better oh, that write that apology. Gotta make that money. <laughs> exactly, but there you go. That's a business move. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When money gets in, like into it, I think. At least from a business standpoint, people are going to pay more attention. It's like, look, you mess up with my money, so this is what you need to do. Always. Unfortunately, it's there's a track record. It's proven, you know, because how many times has somebody done blackface? Has somebody done the hair? Or something that has caused an issue in the black community where we've spoken out. Companies now, look, we still going to get our money. So say sorry, but like, you know. Mm. So perhaps if we can somehow collectively make a move that might mess with their money. I don't know. I'm just like trying to think of things, but yeah, history shows that it, they still making money with this. Mm-hmm. You have to limit the export and that that's not, that's not easy at this point. They've been yeah. receiving American culture and black culture ever since our soldiers were first put over there. And it is going to be hard at this point, just listening to the music from the early 20 teens to now this 10 year span, you can hear the influence just increase to no end. There is no reason Bakeon's album should slap so doggone hard, but that's because it sounds like Hello. what I listen to here from producers I know here. So, yeah. If we are compensated the right way and it's not questionable, such as what's going on with one female producer right now, and there's a Let's lot Let's talk of, about it. Oh, oh, oh that's Say a sore spot. That's a sore spot for me. It really is because- Tiffany I'm Red, there. right? Tiffany mm-hmm. Red, who is not what's the only on? woman to contribute to the industry. SM is a label that frequently utilizes the talents of African-Americans in their work and other minorities. However, comma, this is about us right now. Yes, yes, um, what happened? She more than likely had some circumstances within her contract that were addended. That means that there were some things that were going to be adjusted. And since she has not been financially compensated to whatever was agreed upon, she's gone on social media to call SM Entertainment out as she should. Now, I don't necessarily know if I would have taken the social media approach. However, calling them out was necessary and justified. A lot of other people started asking if other contributors have experienced the same thing, particularly London Mm -hmm. Noise, and a lot of fans came running. We don't need to put their name in it. No, 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 no. We do, because all of you are foreign contributors to the Korean market. If there's no solidarity amongst you all, then what do they have when they're flying over there? They're sending the music over the internet for them to utilize. You're you're literally breaking the sense of solidarity. I'm a huge fan of both. Big, big fan of London Noise. That's not hidden knowledge to anyone who's aware of my channel or aware of my brand. 
I salivate over what they did with Exo Monster and Red Velvet's mm. Dumb Dumb Dumb. Mm. However, if you do not say anything in support of your other producers, what good are you in the end? If it comes down just to dollars, at least say something on behest of we need to be compensated appropriately on the legal side of things. If you don't, if you don't want to get involved, which is still saying a thousand things in and of itself, at the very least, could you please say something about the coins? Exactly. Exactly. No, I saw that and I was like, this is one of the most egregious. <sighs> she wrote one of my favorite songs, yeah. NCT Boss. Exactly. And they ain't, they ain't paid that woman. SM has not even responded to her email. Nope. SM won't so. respond to nobody. That's true. <laughs> That's, true. <laughs> That's the problem. That they can, <sighs> that they can, you know, extract and profit off of black talent in music. I mean, and, and, and really look, look how they treat their artists. They exploit and profit Ooh. off the talent of their artists as well. Like it's the mm-hmm. equal opportunity exploitation playground over there. Hey, Mark um, Lee. Oh, <laughs> mm, Mark. Yeah. So, so back to the, you know, Black Lives Matter movement touches everything, right? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. we're seeing a lot of brands express solidarity, but not necessarily living up to their proclaimed values. You know, Ashley, how about you tell our listeners about what you tweeted to KCON about what they still need to do? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> six days ago, uh, six days ago, I took it upon myself to constructively give some advisement to CJENM a company who has cut checks for me in the past. They stopped cutting checks for me in 2017 for two reasons. One, I left the country. (laughs) And two, I made a public declaration that at this time, the the capacity that they wanted me to serve in, I could no longer serve in. I had some issues with some of the people who were selected for panels and some of the ways panelists are treated. Always constructive also always in support of what the brand is. I would not have the platform I have without KCON. There's no denying it. Mm -hmm. Um, However, they made a tweet six days ago that they said, we believe in equality and justice for a better tomorrow and we stand with our friends in the community. Quote um, directly from the KCON USA website. This is not from KCON Global. This is KCON USA's Twitter account. So I came at them with just some potential bullet points to consider. I said, historically, there's a healthy mix of guests from different backgrounds. I've moderated and presented some of your more diverse panels in the past, and I've kept up with developments as best as possible. But moving forward, dearest KCON team, (laughs) consider the following. (laughs) Uh The first thing is it needs to be equitable compensation to all special guests in attendance. There is Mm. a long history of us not being compensated, not even equally, because I didn't say equally. I said equitably. So you can't pay me $150 or $300 and I'm running panels four days out of the three that you have conferences going on (laughs) at two of your locations on different coasts when I live in Houston, Texas. You can't compensate me with that when you're putting so much of the bulk of the entertainment on my back. For a long time, my tagline in the KCON panel booklet was your favorite K-pop YouTuber's favorite K-pop YouTuber in terms of moderation. Like, that's what I brought to the table. So keeping it equitable, we aren't all of the same influence, but everyone has to travel to be present at either of the U.S. cons. Covering a minimal portion of accommodations isn't sufficient, and we know for a fact it's not equally accommodated. We've seen the numbers. Number two, provision of a permanent permanent space within the con to address questions of misappropriation, unhealthy fandom behavior, avenues of self-facilitated education, and moderated dialogue. The one-hour panel that we have had historically at the event is not, nor will it ever be enough when more consumers are increasing awareness elsewhere. If they can have a space in the LA Convention Center where K-dramas and K-film play the entire Mm -hmm. conference, they can also put a space to allow people to utilize kiosks because they have the money and technology to do so, to be able to self-inform about things that they might experience out on the floor, ways to approach conversations. That's a learning thing in and of itself, and they can make it as interactive as they want. 
three continue to spotlight new contributors to the content scene there's nothing wrong with putting the the regular faces and and faves it's a good thing but there's also a lot of other energy going around that goes beyond youtube at this point and then diversifying the front of house and back of house it's fully understandable that the priority is to hire koreans and korean americans does cjenm is a korean-based company but they do take influences from other asian cultures and they do have a headquarters in los angeles on uh wilshire boulevard so not having something that reflects your consumer demographic is detrimental overall to money if you're so interested in making a greater bang for your buck you cannot hide yourself from what's going on and if you really want some front row genuinely committed help kcon come see me y'all still got my emails y'all know how to reach hey. me <laughs> mic drop mic drop hey you tell him i love it it's constructive it's specific it helps their business to be honest <laughs> and just like puts them on the right side of history too completely and i like i'm not gonna ask how long it took you to write that up but not long because i just know be not long you've been it. thinking I, about this because anytime they make a move <laughs> i just love to see what the move will be i admire what i know from working with them for so many years and working with people who have come and gone from the company there are some admirable things but there's also some genuine blindness and that's the detachment from the korean side of the company versus the ones who are here in america and i just want somebody yeah. to make the right call yes oh my gosh somebody anybody <laughs> yes i i'm still going yeah. <laughs> so yeah i know what she's talking about some of the mm. very very uncomfortable panels that ashley started i still do yeah. and is not enough time like she said especially now this past year in LA there was I had one panel that was supposed to be about one thing it was supposed to be about parents learning about k-pop oh. it was called uh, k-pop and with the next generation Cute. people came in and they said look we know about that here's what we want to know yeah. how do we navigate older k-pop fans with younger k-pop fans because it's toxic we're ready mm. to fight People are losing their lives over this stuff or they're harming themselves. And we ended up getting kicked out of the room because there were still so many questions and like they just wanted to know what language do I use? And I don't mean like English or French or Korean. They just wanted to know how can I reach these people? Young folks wanted to know how do I reach the older generation? And there was not enough time. So there needs to be more of that. There needs to be bigger rooms for conversations like that. So we're not standing neck to neck and nose to nose with each other, uh, hot flashing it up in there because sometimes panels that don't seem like they're going to be very profitable will get a smaller room. Mm -hmm. so i agree oh, with yeah. everything Ashley it's all says. business so so we're we're wrapping up pretty soon but i want to make sure that you know we've covered i think what what have idols done well and not so well we've covered what have you know k-pop businesses and labels done well and not so well but i want to make sure that we cover you know our fellow k-pop fans our non-black k-pop fans you know that that's it's also a a uh, sneaky narrative shift is like what can the k-pop community do for black lives matter it's like we are the k-pop community yeah we are there are <laughs> black people in the what <laughs> so just like making sure not to slip into that uh i don't know naming them as different is is a a first step that people can take when they're tweeting when they're talking like no k-pop community is black so it's not like an allyship thing if you're talking about K-pop community in general. But for non-black K-pop fans out there in the fandom, in the Twitterverse, what advice do you have for them in this moment? Um, stop doxing us when we don't agree <laughs> with each other. Um, stop doxing in general because like that is toxic, and you can get your, you can get your own life messed up over that. Don't think just because you dox somebody that you're messing up their life. You're messing up yours also. Mm. Gosh, yeah. And this is it's probably over nothing. Yeah. Just it's mm -hmm. over things that they should they don't have any business telling us how we should feel. You know, mm. if we don't accept an apology, if we don't like this, or if we do like something, 
Ooh, that's, that's oh my gosh, you're 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 so right. That I've seen that dynamic a lot where um, you know, a K pop idol is found to have, you know, dip their toe into anti-blackness oh! <laughs> and, you know get called out called in for it mm-hmm. they make an apology and then the black community responds in whatever way they individually want to but some non-black folks really need that apology really need that to be accepted really need to see black people on twitter making the world right again like making them feel approved and good Again. Like how they were accepting the apology that wasn't directed towards them because it had nothing to do with the fact that they weren't black. So how are yes. you accepting an apology that is not for you? And how can yes. you tell us, uh, you should accept it as well? Excuse me? No. Mm. See, media mm-hmm. perpetuates that, though. Every time one of us is murdered for something absolutely ridiculous, you don't see anyone else being asked about forgiveness except for us because it gives everyone that peace of mind. Of, oh, my gosh, they're still docile. No, Mm. baby, if you are of faith, God forgives and I can too, but I don't have to forget. I can live the rest of my life remembering and and processing that personally on my own. I don't have to share that with social media. I don't. Yes. Okay, more more advice for the the K-pop fan who wants to do right. I am a paid educator. Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. until 5 p.m. Thereafter, I am not paid to to educate you on what uh, Professor Google can provide for you. You do know how to use Snopes. You do know how to fact check. I am not your source of you getting reciprocity and understanding of what it is to be black or things of that sort. There's plenty of information available for people to take personal initiative and find it. Mm. While while we have y'all here, though, we are we are going to take that extra effort and probably like recommend some things to to the fans, you know. So, um, I like to this my mm, this is this is so this is this is advice, but also it may come off a little shady. Um, stop looking to black people to validate your faves. Stop looking Ooh. to us to to do more than we should do for k-pop idols who aren't doing anything for us Mm, um and stop speaking over us when we're talking even if we even if we don't agree or like or agree as black k-pop fans um this is our conversation um you can see your way out um if you have an opinion, it's cool to keep it to yourself because it doesn't matter in these conversations. Unless these conversations directly affect you, then you can, you know, have your have your peace. Yep, yep. I think the the theme I'm gathering from all of this is that this moment is a time for non-black K-pop fans to learn some things to do some self introspection and education look up uh anti-racism resources um you know there's like what 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 are y'all's favorite books or or websites or blogs or people to follow to to get started oh my gosh not to just not to sound crazy, but just Google it. Like, it's so simple. How many times do you say, hey, Google, how do I do this? You know, Mm -hmm. if it's that simple for you to do something like a recipe, you can do this. It's not difficult, especially now. Just go on my Instagram. I have the Black Lives Matter where you have a list, a multitude of things that you can look at, read, learn, and stop asking us. Also, and selfless shameless plug um since we did talk a lot about cultural appropriation we talked about kcon we talked Mm. about cultural appropriation in kcon and in k-pop look on ashley's um multifaceted acg she has all of her panels up there a lot of that stuff still applies i know because i went down the rabbit hole reliving this stuff uh, when the young woman was uh, doxxed because I just needed a refresher because I was about to go in on some folks. So mm. definitely just on YouTube and just listen and then ask questions. But don't be surprised if you get referred to my Instagram where you can find all of these <laughs> books yep. and everything that you can read. That's so true. All of us are posting like fire 
on Wisdom, a regular basis. All the time. Just follow us. Follow yes. us. <laughs> and we'll we'll we will not lead you astray. If you are of voting age, please register to vote. And voting oh is more than just your president. You need to get involved. Politics is not just for the elders. That's why some of the things that are impacting us aren't impacting us in ways that are positive because the older crowd is active in voting. Voting is your right. Voting has been fought and died for women's suffrage, civil rights voting. Check the Constitution if it gives you peace of mind. But if you're a voting age, please, please register to vote. It's free. And if you think your vote doesn't matter, that is contributing to a long history of a problem that can be fixed. In what, what, a week? The amount of things that we've accomplished through protesting, through being Mm -hmm. very, very open and public about our concerns, that is going to be able to stick with voting. Please be a part of that. Please. Yes, exactly. I think a a lot of us in in the fandom, in the online space, like spend so much time on Twitter, on the internet, but really what what makes the big difference in solving the world's problems is getting out there. (laughs) You know, protesting, voting, um, organizing, all of that. I know know we only have a couple minutes left, but does someone want to share what is your favorite part about being a black k-pop fan what's the best part um for me personally it's uh i don't know like i get to like kiki with other black k-pop fans i get to like i get to listen to k-pop music and like oh i know where this reference is from i know where this is coming from i get to just i don't know i i get to enjoy I don't want to say community because sometimes it doesn't yeah. feel like one, but like the community of Black K-pop fans, like it's yep. we're funny, like we we're the not to be not to be exclusionary, but we're the fun ones. Like go for it, yo! Like <laughs> we're the reason <laughs> K-pop the... Twitter is even popping. Like exactly, who are the the reactions that everybody wants to watch? They want to see Black people reacting. <laughs> who are the dan- the dance covers? Like. The singing covers everybody wants to watch is us. Okay, not 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 me myself personally, but like, <laughs> but our people. Just knowing that that we have that we appreciate it on so many different levels from see, from hearing the music we grew up with reflected in what the idols are doing right now, the dance. It just feels like they are appreciating us, and we appreciate ourselves, and it's this this feedback loop. It's beautiful. I couldn't agree more. As someone who grew up in the 90s and the 80s, to hear that that music that I loved still in K-pop and still thriving, and it's like, yeah, because a lot of the producers, a lot of the writers are black, so that's where they went. You know, sometimes you're like, hey, what happened happened to Teddy Riley? Oh, there he is. Okay, he's over his soul. Yeah, so I really do love that, and I do think this is a community. you know like family family ain't all perfect we got a lot of stuff you know so Mm. but at the end of the day we're still family so that's how i feel about being a k-pop fan a black k-pop fan i love y'all on twitter y'all don't know how much joy (laughs) how much laughter i get from reading the tweets that people put out especially omari oh my gosh oh my gosh sorry (laughs) happy dying (laughs) no i love it and it's just like it just it makes me happy and all this stuff that's happening right now that's not i'm not leaving you know i'm angry sure we all are however i still love being here you know as a black k-pop fan so that's my thoughts on it i love the language we have i think it's awesome (laughs) it's the best welcome back peter all y'all it was a pleasure to meet you i need to hop off right now but oh my gosh this is so fun and we should keep doing it so i i apologize there, there were like a ton of issues with the live stream that that's why i had to like disconnect and like scramble in fact the live streamers can't hear me right now um so i'll i'm, I'm just doing this for the sake of the podcast recording um if i could just do our closeouts here um and I'm recording with my phone right now. <laughs> um, all right. So thank you all for this very important and honest conversation. Um, where can our listeners follow each of you online? 
Uh, I'll go first. <laughs> um, one oh six and Soul like the city. Um, S E O U L, and also on Instagram and Twitter, both on Instagram and Twitter. And we're, we're on every po- podcast platform. You want to listen to a messy podcast? <laughs> it's not that messy. It's wonderful. <laughs> And whoever, Sarah, would you like to go next? Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. So, uh, also, you can reach me on Twitter. That's where I'm most active. Y-O-U-N-G underscore A-J-U-M-M-A-H. Just type in Young Ajima and I'll pop up. Uh, Also on Instagram and Facebook. I also have a podcast, but uh, it's only on AWIN Radio. So in order to find that, you just um, hop on Twitter and I have it pinned on how to listen to it. And how about you, Ashley? All right. You can find me on your favorite social media platforms by looking up multifaceted ACG. That's M-U-L-T-I-F-A-C-E-T-E-D-A-C-G. You can also find my podcast, Multifaceted ACG Presents, an album a day by typing multifaceted ACG into your favorite podcast platforms. Great. Listeners, let us know what you thought of this discussion. Shoot us a tweet at the Kpopcast or join us in our Slack. A link to our Slack channel will be linked in the episode description. Um, and uh, for the recording, I'm sorry the live stream watchers can't hear this because I'm, I'm talking right now. But uh, we had a piece of listener feedback. Uh, we had the user at the CJ who tweeted at us saying, For starters, let black fans talk. The K-pop fandom tries to silence speak over K-pop fans way too often. Let black K-pop fans express themselves and their discomfort. And be understanding. When we are hurt or offended, let us be hurt and offended. So I think we'll we'll end it on that note from one, from our listener community. Again, thank you so much. And like I, I can't wait to follow it and hear more. <laughs> and uh, I think there are a lot of lessons that um, I, I personally uh, learned from today. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for reaching out, Peter. Appreciate it. Yeah.